You are listening to the Claim of Throne Blodgecast. I'm here with my friend Cabba from Claim of Throne, the band, and my other friend, Glennonen. How are you today, Glennonen? Very good, thanks, Ashley. It's nice to be here. This is, of course, Glenn Dyson from the band Climbing the Thorn, uh, The Mighty Scrape, and also the yet-to-be-titled Glennonen Experience. Cabba, how are you today? I should have done a piss when you just went, so I might do that soon. Pretty good, drinking uh, VB for a lot less than what it costs in Perth, which is always always a bonus. And we're at La Rocks, Sydney. We are, getting uh, moist jocks at the rocks. That's pretty nice. Oh, there is some hot slit around too, by the way. Oh, sorry, on air. Uh, yeah, no, another day off, another day, another dollar. Had ramen for lunch, real good. And, uh, yeah, back to playing shows tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to that. The best thing about touring, in my opinion, is days off. Yes, days off. I'm, I'm actually glad to be out with you guys for once because usually on my days off I have work to do, emails, emails, emails. Yeah. But today, no. And I saw the epic size of that spready that you've got of all Claim the Throne shit from this tour. That looks like a lot of work. Fair bit of work, yeah. Organising things. And like you, you'll be asking oh, to pull off a show. How much did we sell in merch last night? I tell you, and you just like data entry yeah, into data the entry. spready. Into the spready. How many pages did we get last night? Oh, it's in there. Yeah, gotta look, work out the budgets. The most organised person I know. I'm the most organised person I know. So the sell for how many players li- uh, payers last night goes further than three. Uh, yes, uh, Frankie's was good though in Sydney because it was free, so we didn't have to worry about payers. We just got a little. We got a little guarantee. Oh, that's pretty good. I don't know. At least, uh, probably a thousand <laughs> legs. So that means five hundred people. Unless there was a couple of Your people. Your third leg. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Unless there was a couple of people who had no legs, and maybe it was four hundred ninety-nine. So. There was certainly some people with no teeth. That was Bendigo. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, You're yeah, right. There was a. Uh, Low um, teeth rating in Bendigo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dentist business in Bendigo must be terrible. <laughs> Do you have a uh, column in that spready for how many pieces of slices of pizza you've seen? Only had uh, well, just at Frankie's Pizza was only slice I've had on this tour. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I have a, uh, a colon in that spready? Lots of colons. Semicolon, uh, yeah, four pieces of slice at Frankie's. Very good pizza there. Yeah, that was a good gig. What we're doing here currently is the original plan was to do this podcast under a bridge, and drink a beer there. But we walked, got ramen, aka breakfast, aka I'm still hungry, and then we walked to the rocks and gave up. So with one beer and uh, one bench, we're gonna sit around and. Fucking talk about something. Do we have anything to talk about? Um, I don't think so. Um. Oh well, I'm changed my name by Deedpole. We talked about that to three ends because two ends isn't enough. Yeah, and quite like to, to confuse people. People see my real name as Glenn. I was at one or two ends, and I always well sometimes say three just to confuse them. Yeah, because it's just always the question: one or two ends. No, I've actually got three. It's Glennon, and, <laughs> and some people b- buy it. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to make it a real thing. If I win a lotto, I'm, you hear it right now, right? if I win a lotto, I will officially change my name for three N's <laughs> in Glennon. And 
<laughs> That's good. And I will actually start introducing myself. Instead of like, hey, I'm Dicey, I will actually introduce myself to new people as Glennon. And That's good, man. It's really Mostly good. girls, but yeah. maybe guys. Depends Far what day of the week it is. Do you think anyone in Bendigo's name is Glennon? <sighs> Do they have names there? Uh, I don't think so, no. So Shano? Yeah, Shano. I reckon there's lots of Shanos. Um, yeah. Daryl's. Maddo, probably um, Gav. Gazza. Sharon. Shazza. Definitely Shazza's. Glenn. Nin. How many payers do you reckon we'll get in Gosford tomorrow, Dicey? I am expecting a sellout <laughs> of... Uh, I don't know. How many people can you fit in a rehearsal room? It's actually quite a big room. I don't know. It's, it's for the kids, this one. It's for the kids. Would you like to know how many pre-sales we've got so far? For Gosford? Yeah. I'm guessing a whopping uh, probably zero. Exactly right. Yes. You've just won Lotto. You must now change your name to Glennon. Wow. Okay. It's official. You going to do a piss caps? Oh, you don't need to? I was going to say, I'm getting pretty thirsty. Jeez, look at you guys. I haven't even had a sip yet. So, to redirect the conversation slightly, three days off in Sydney pretty good yeah pretty good I guess you know because we are from Perth it is, would be a bit silly to fly back and also stupidly expensive mm, and, and very course, hard on the arms and it, it's way too far to yeah, to drive so uh, it's quite handy having a fill-in bass player from Sydney and we're just saying his lovely apartment not far out of the city yeah it sucks he has to go to work every day well for him it sucks at the pub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true but uh, uh it's quite nice having three days off just to see little, I, I come to Sydney a lot and I'm usually in and out within 20 hours so I don't get to see much so it's actually quite nice to have a yeah, bit of a walk around and have a bit of lunch with you chaps and a, now a little bevo there's been some pretty good stuff around the city too like we had three dollar tacos last night that was good actually three, yeah, within walking distance kangaroo uh, kangaroo tacos yes you don't get that in Mexico <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was good and I like um, one thing we've been commenting on is that they all have a local beer at every pub so you can get like a $5 pint or schooner at least for 5 bucks. it might be shit but Perth could learn a lot from that yeah instead of your stupid $5 exports which oh god only idiots a drink a can of export yeah yeah I know I, I like would. a $5 pint that's so why I don't drink in Perth because you're, you're paying fucking forty-eight dollars for a midi of VB, and then you know sixty-nine. Good. Where are you getting that at? Sixty-nine bucks for a chicken parma. You can't, you know, Sydney pint and tacos Tuesday night, four tacos and a pint. I only spent what seventeen bucks. Fucking hell! I was festively, happily full. It was good. I had a. Mixed bag, got a fish, kangaroo, chicken, beef, and pork belly. All tacos, all three dollars. A couple of Jim Beams. A bloody pint of Norfolk lager, the local. It was a local, that was the five dollar. That was actually pretty good, I didn't mind it. And then we went back and watched weird shit on YouTube for a few hours. That Cricket. Was, um, it's not weird shit. Very common tour th- activity for us is watching yes. YouTube. Warnie's best deliveries ever. Yep, that, that was, was a good. highlight. McGrath bowls to Brian Lara. Eighteen every, dismissals. Every total. dismissal in history. Twenty-one minutes at least. 
So eating cheap. Do we have any tour tips for that? Find places with special nights. Three dollar tacos. Well, if you're on a budget, you, you can find those places. Most cities have them. The most we've spent is probably going through servos and having to spend fucking five dollars for a Powerade, and like three dollars fifty for a banana. Cheaper getting a Chico roll, probably. Oh, I have had a couple of Chico rolls. Uh, they're like about three dollars, <laughs> three dollars twenty usually at a, uh, at, a, at a little servo along the way on the highway somewhere. Quite delicious. Yeah, I find that the whole sleeping in until 10, 11 o'clock means that you miss breakfast. Um, and if you're not trying to ever miss breakfast, you have lunch and breakfast about 12, 1 o'clock and make it big. And there's usually a special on. So that's my tip. We got sushi train the other day. That's not huge. But $3 plates or something like that. And yeah, so you just get a couple of them. Get away with that, or a well, counter yeah. meal for ten bucks or something. I did not have breakfast because I actually slept in for once, and I had a big subway, which was eight dollars for a foot long. Now you won't eat again until dinner. No, right? I'm really full right now. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I was just thinking it's kind of good stopping by the supermarket when you get the opportunity, like Coles, and you had a um, cheese wrapped turkey in the car. Really cheap tins of tuna, pretty cheap. Stuff like that, definitely helpful. And didn't you on one tour, you and Owen with Discord had like some contest to see how little you could spend? Ten dollar a day budget, and we'd try our best to stick to it. Owen every day got a free boost juice voucher, like buy one get one free. So we'd get the biggest fucking boost juice you could find, um, which was really heavy and had heaps of muesli and stuff in it. And then we'd get buy one get one free, pull our money. Then we go to Coles and get a. One day it might be a loaf of bread and sausages, and the next day it might be you buy a roast that's on special, like a shit roast, like a blade or a bowler roast or something. And then you find a knife from somewhere, backpackers or whatever, cut the thing into two enormous steaks, and then find a park and sizzle it on the barbecue or at the backpackers. Pretty bloody good way, I think. It's not really feasible to include drinking in that $10, but you can get a lot of food for 10 bucks, man. Trust well, me. Well, unless you go to Dan Murphy's uh, like you did in Benigo and you get a $4 bottle of... It uh, wasn't Riesling. It was uh, Sav Blank. There you go. $4.20 for a litre, mind you. So when I went back to the backpackers and I had to do two hours of work, I casually drunk that bottle. Uh, so that would have been all right for a $10 budget. Dan Murphy's... Get to get the clear skins or something, you know. Uh, and I <laughs> do endorse uh, safe drinking whilst on tour. Indeed. And um, to further promote that, another tour tip is getting a bottle of like Woodstock or McAllister or Old Crow or something rank and having hip flasks. And then so to stick to your $10 budget, you every, maybe once, once every third day, you buy, oh no, that doesn't work. Oh, you pull your money with your mate, fill up your hip flask every day, and then you have them with, um, try and scab free Cokes out of the rider or something, top them up, and then you have to spend less on beer. Totes. Um, the other thing is how much we've been sleeping the last few days in comparison to the few days before that. Like, trying to live off, like, two hours sleep. I don't know how Dicey does it. Um, but we've been hell catching up now by, like, sleeping 10 hours and stuff. Well, I mean, you just get used to it. Two hours sleep, then drive six hours. Easy. Um, 
But yeah, it has been nice to catch up on some sleep. It's not something I do very often. So if you have less than, say, like a few hours sleep a night, you'll just smash mothers, right? Yeah, Into that's drinks. my go-to. Like, you know, when I'm like tour managing, like did the Mayhem tour. I think in that week I had, I was lucky if I got, I can say about 20 hours sleep in a week. She's <laughs> not a lot. Um, but yeah, my go-to is energy drinks. I know they're bad for you, but I don't like coffee. And as long as I smash, and they work, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if I smash a couple of those and keep busy, keep busy, keep busy, and driving, which you know, well, when you're yeah. tour managing, you don't have a chance not to be busy. When you're smashing out a six-hour drive, starting at four a.m., smashing out, yeah. Well, a few mothers helps just, that as well. Yeah, just punch a few mothers, <laughs> and uh, yeah, look, it certainly keeps me alert. But safety first, and if I ever did feel even just the slightest bit tired yeah. I would uh, either tap out and swap with someone else if they were feeling they could do a bit of a drive or yep. just pull over and have a sleep yep. which I've done before we did when everyone else is asleep we'll just pull over for an hour have a power nap you did it on the first time we did the Adelaide to Melbourne yes. drive and it was just like smoggy as all fucking yeah, road it was. we couldn't see shit because we left like directly after the gig at 1am yeah but that no. safety is paramount. No. You know, when you got other people in the car, and not just yourselves, but there's other people on the road. Yeah. Um, and as, as the signs say on the highway, a micro-sleep can kill, and it does. You yeah, just those signs just, are pretty scary. And yeah. the littlest, just drop <laughs> drop out for a second and bang, you know? Yep. So, but yeah, mothers definitely help. <laughs> you know, the only problem with that is when I, you know... And energy drinks. Yes, when I pound a couple of mothers, I don't like... Mother of three, father of one buzzing right out then when I stop driving because I'm still buzzing out <laughs> that I actually find it difficult to get to sleep <laughs> it's hard enough sleeping in the car as it is but yeah but anyway that's God, the thing you've got to be careful you've got to be safe I've been sleeping like uh, crazy and definitely no drinking like if I'm driving the next day and I volunteer to drive first because I'm used to not much sleep and yep. driving I'll make sure that I'm not having a big night yep. because that just adds to it you could wake up still drunk and over the limit and then when we crack that warm furfies for you five hours into a drive, you'll gladly accept it. Well, that's once I've tapped out and I am uh, I need to actually have a couple of beers to get rid of the mother buzz. I didn't realise you'd tapped out while still driving the other day. <laughs> One beer's not going to hurt while you drive, right? Is that irresponsible? Oh, uh, look, I mean, it wouldn't put you over, but it just, you should not be drinking anything while you're driving. You get both hands on the wheel. And that's another Ten to thing. two. Yeah, yeah, actually, it probably is, you know. The place I got pulled over, Brethode. Where was that? On the way to... Oh, yeah, that was... Goldburn. Goldburn. And, yeah, I pulled over and he said, breath, random breath test, have you been drinking? I said, oh, I had a midi with lunch. I had a handle of old with lunch. He's like, okay, so just count to five. I'm like, okay. So I, and I'm like, where do I put my lips on? And he's like, oh, no. And I start going to suck on the end of it. I'm like, are you serious? This is gross. Pulls it away, and I start just breathing my death breath on it. And he's like, and he's like, no, 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 simply count to five. So I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. But in my head, counting to five. He's like, no, literally just count to five. One, two, three, four, five. You're clear. Get out. Yeah, different system here. Weird, man. Apparently that's been in for years, and I've never seen it. I've never seen it. it embarrassed me, eh? Yeah. Well, I guess they get to see if you can manage to count to five to begin with get an indication of if you've drank seven shots of tequila before driving home from the local pub yes so he just goes to show even like on the open highway at like that was about four o'clock in the afternoon uh 
they still have these breatho things. So, hmm. but yeah, drink driving is is silly, and even sillier when you get a, a carload of people and music gear. And tomorrow we've only got like an hour or two drive, eh? Real Maybe good. an hour and a half to so uh, Gosford. Yes, that means sleeping short drive. In again tomorrow, which means getting utterly meeks tonight. Well, see, I'll be driving, so I'll be quite oh, yeah. responsible. Well, That's I guess so. I don't know, maybe. Who's going to pick up the leave car from the studio? Uh, that'll be you guys. Because <laughs> you, you know how to get there, I don't. And I might have some emails to do. Yeah. In the morning? Mm. In the morning? We'll have to pick up the car in the morning because we've parked it at a friend's rehearsal studio a few suburbs away. I'll then be having a bit of a... Uh, to the house, pack it, get out. I'll be having a bit of me time tomorrow morning, a bit of Glennon time. Oh, right. That's where the third end comes from. Yeah. Yowzers. I guess that's to be expected after the, some of the things we've been watching on telly late at night before bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shwarney back in the heyday. <laughs> yeah. That Lovely is, that plume does, of hair. Does make make you very, very hard to shut up. Mm. So, Ash, get, 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 I was just going to say, it's highly embarrassing. Um, I was just going to say, are you guys going to walk across the bridge today or to Circular Quay? Not me because uh, I don't want to walk any further than I already have. Um, I've crossed that bridge a lot of times. And I may... <laughs> I'll cross that bridge when I get Look, to it. I'll tell you that I definitely want to be at the bottom of the bridge today, um, but I don't want to walk across it, so probably just jump head first. Into a ferry? With a, some concrete tied around my ankles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we'll go for a walk, yeah. That'd be fun if we can be bothered in the next half an hour or whatever. Otherwise, we'll um, just go for lunch. Head can back. We We're uh, podcasting with... Our mate Andy Downling this afternoon, who lives in Sydney-ish area, meet up with him and keep drinking, etc. Start drinking properly, yeah, yeah, that's right. Have a lovely dinner. Hopefully, another special somewhere, like to save save the bucks for the uh, touring. Well, if we find a Woolworths on the way home, don't they stock Chico rolls frozen? Can make me at the moment. Coles have uh, four pack of Chico rolls for two dollars (laughs) sixty-seven. <laughs> today, deep fried chico rolls. <laughs> yeah, cool. Been struggling to get to sleep at night. Have you been struggling? I've not been struggling at all. <laughs> but I'm not once I hit the sack. But you know, enjoying myself too much. Oh, just drinking and staying not, up too late. Yeah, not, instead of going to sleep at a reasonable hour, at maybe 11 p.m., staying up until 2 or 3 a.m. But when you know you don't have to get up until. Whenever, at least doesn't matter. At, yeah, at earliest, it's been pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of a, when you, you get a couple of days off, you good to cut loose a little bit. You know what I found really funny is that usually I have usually. Recently, we've been having a lot of Jim Beam and cola, but yesterday I had a Maker's Mark, and because I've been on the beams, that's the only bourbon I've been drinking. I found the Maker's tasted really, really weird and different. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Do, do you find a distinct difference in taste between those two? Oh, there's yeah, definitely a distinct difference, but I didn't find it too weird. I was just... But by, by, by that time, though, I'd 
had about 10 beers. So. Yeah, yeah. But I, I started drinking and I'm like, whoa. Because, you know, Beam's got that real harsh edge to it. I wasn't getting the harsh edge from the makers. Oh, so you were drinking? Yeah, it was something. Because <laughs> makers is half decent. Yeah, yeah, it was very bizarre. Not the white label Beam that you, know, you could probably yeah. clean your car with. Oh, man, I clean my insides with it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't got any Bundy, actually. Yeah, well, not everyone likes Bundy, so I just uh, it's something I it's a, I think it's a it's a, an alone drink, Bundy. Yeah. yeah. Plus, yeah. I don't want to share it with anyone, to be honest. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's all for me. So, do you know what you're going to talk about at this um, band workshop or whatever? Oh, the mo- oh well, it's kind of a um, we got I got a bit of a game plan. It's just a Q and A. Q&A, so just once everyone's there and we're seated, we got some other guests, local get local people. Just sort of throw it out and say, you know, introduce ourselves and go, look, you know, if there's anything in particular you want to ask, ask anything from whether it's jamming a rehearsal room to put on a tour or whatever. Just And then if they're a little bit shy, maybe just start throwing it out to them and say, well, you know, is there anything you would you like to know about, you know, it could be merchandise or putting on a gig or the uh, first how to get a record deal or anything, you know, how to get management. Um, maybe you start with the basics. I think the first question you'll get is, Mr. Glennon, why are you not wearing pants? And my response will be, I have no clean pants left. <laughs> Good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, right, I'm, whenever I learn stuff now, it's stuff that I never thought I would ever have to learn. So I would never, ever ask a question about it. So, I, and, I'm, and I'm like... A svelte 28 years old or something imagine being 17 having no experience in the music industry at all like what in the fuck would they ask well, I bet you they'll ask this are you guys famous or something like that I'll say well I am uh, <laughs> I think what I kind of really want, would like to put across I think to the these people who turn up is that you know it is possible to do everything DIY and that's what we've done and we've all got different skills that we use, uh, whether it's recording or, uh, you know, website stuff or management stuff. So you don't need to necessarily have a manager. You don't need necessarily need to rec- record label. You don't need a booking agent. It is possible to do it on your own. And there's so many sharks out there that you know, it's, it's, a, it's a murky business. Like, I guess, like most industries, but, you know, just sort of till you know, till he's... You know, it is possible to do it yourself, and you can learn as you go. Like when I was seventeen, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no visions of becoming what I am now, as far as music goes. Uh, <laughs> but you know, but hopefully too, if we can, you know, inspire a few kids to become a booking agent or a manager or playing or touring or whatever, that's that'd be pretty cool. You got to, you know, today's society there's less and less people getting into bands and, and it's all just digital crap um, so you know if we keep people interested people keep coming to gigs yeah. what especially you, I guess in the central coast there's probably not a lot going on around there I don't know I could be wrong Could be that could be a bit ignorant of me but um, there might not be as many opportunities as it would, might be in the city but you know, if you encourage a few kids to do some shit then fuck yeah do you think that's a big problem at the moment like kids not doing shit because the scene seems to be I mean, the local scene and stuff, at least anyway, well, all the local scenes in Australia, they're, they're just like 
smaller, I guess, in terms of turnouts and less bands available. There definitely less bands. I think there's, well, that's it. Kids aren't picking up instruments or basketballs or cricket bats or whatever anymore. They're all just like or turning on the glued radio, to their phones they, they or glued or they got whatever glued to Xboxes or whatever these shitheads are doing nowadays. Glued to exports. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's important to do real things, real life things, not some stupid World of Warcraft or whatever. Let's get them, get out there and, and do something, you know. Touring the world is fun. What, what would, if you gave me a choice, stuck in my lounge for the rest of my life, like <laughs> glued to a stupid, what do you call those things? Point. Joystick? Oh. They still call joysticks? I don't know what you call oh. yours, mate. But. <laughs> or, you know, going around Australia, going to Gosford, going overseas, you know, actually seeing parts of the going world. Going to Gosford, yeah. Going to Japan and, you know, like... No, it is... Give it me, is I'd, I'd take that any day over, like, being obsessed with some stupid game that's not even real. <laughs> well, this entire thing that we're doing is pretty much a game that isn't even real, hey? It, it, well, sometimes it doesn't feel real. Wagga and Gosford and Bendigo and all these places, Bunbury... Um, Let me tell you right now, I would rather be in Gosford, New South Wales tomorrow than stuck in my bloody house in Lane, Perth yeah. doing a million emails, you know, trying yeah. to hopefully teach kids a few things about music and, and stuff. Cool. Well, hopefully it goes well tomorrow and we can do a few more of them. I think yeah. it's a good way well, to break a good, up the it's tour a good a bit. tester. It's, I mean, trying to think out of the box. Um, You're always thinking in well, the box. I'm usually, well, I'm usually actually not thinking, <laughs> thinking about at that point, box. but... <laughs> But, uh, you know, if it goes well, who's to say? You know, we can't do more of them down the track. It's a pretty big panel, so there'll be like seven or eight of us. There will be the four and of two us. two players. Uh, be very intimidating for them. There'll be Jason, who's helped us book a couple of shows. Uh, the guy who runs the studio, who'll be there, and our friend Andrew Craig. Cool. Uh, who he's lives locally there as well. So, you know, got some local people. I think it's important to have yeah, local music industry people there. Plus... Uh, Plus us with the experience we've got. Well, what I'll probably do is just podcast Andrew Craig live on the panel. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Because, yeah, if if it does happen to be no one there, it could be a bit weird. But we'll have things to talk about amongst oh, ourselves. I think it'll be, podcasting. Uh, it'll be all right. You know, nothing podcasting. ventured, nothing gained. Totally, totally. You know, and at least I'm not in my house in front of a TV with my hand glued to my joystick. No. I would say when the very first Claim the Throne song was written back in 1991 by Oliver Seuss probably wouldn't think I would be sitting out here at the Glennon and Moore Hotel at um, La Rock the Sydney. Rocks so Fakwe's still doing stuff it's pretty awesome and um, surely to God we've got some uh, some pointers for people there as to how to make your band go drag on for, <laughs> for over 10 years <laughs> really and get to a place like Gosford, New South Wales. Barrel and playing Gosford. And <laughs> you know, the last time I was in Gosford, I was tour managing Bam Magira and his god awful band. Um, <laughs> is that and that's right, Bam Magira, as in jackass skater dude. Uh, but nice, nice bloke, uh, and he did he did buy us all dinner at the local Chinese. So thanks, Bam. What'd but you your get? band's still awful. <laughs> Sweet and sour pork? Uh, no, a bit of a mixed bag of... I know, he just got up a bunch of stuff and we just ate. Just bought a bag we of just, MSG. We just ate it all. Ate it all. But Gosford's a nice... It's a nice town. What time does this fucking 
bloody gig start tomorrow? Starts at 6pm because it is a school night. Oh, so when, and we are when, targeting uh, the younger people. But it is open to everyone, of course. Like, you know, even fucking Grandpa Jones can come along. Did you grow up with him? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we played marbles together and pick up sticks back in the day. <laughs> what are those things? Knuckle bones or whatever. Knuckle bones, yep. Thimbles. Uh, anyway, enough about that. Six o'clock start. Do we get right straight into the workshop? Six p.m. Well, yeah, give a few minutes for a few people to walk on in, and then yeah, talk for about well, you know, forty-five minutes to an hour. Do we set this shit up as well and record it? May as well. Up to you. Oh, is it? (laughs) Uh, So yeah, we'll talk uh, for as long as I guess people ask questions, and then yeah, there's there's a couple of young local bands involved. There's a Born to Rock house band, which is just a, a bunch of local teenagers who just play covers, yeah, having some fun, which is good. You know. reckon we can go up there and sub in for one of the songs? Just Ace, perhaps? Maybe. And there's another band, Relica, who are a local band on the Central Coast. Some young young dudes and girl, I think, too, on vocals. And the Razor Gang, who are heading headlining. And the Razor tomorrow. Gang, yes. Uh, and they will be bringing a swimming pool. Being that it is all ages, are we allowed to drink alcohol? Uh, probably not a good idea, mm. although it is Gosford, so who knows? I don't know. I shouldn't say that about Gosford, but I would say no. We should be responsible uh, So quite adults. a night for us. Yes. Do you think Ray will plunge himself headfirst off the nearest building if we have <laughs> no beer? Well, we could have a car park uh, esky, perhaps. Roy is still working tomorrow, so he's got to actually... We're driving without him, and he'll be copping on the train... Meeting us there around six. But I think... So uh, sober by then, unless he's sh- drinking on the train, which I wouldn't should put past him. Be responsible. Go uh, from Ray to Roy to Troy. <laughs> and then, given that it finishes at 9pm, I'm sure we can uh, smash a few on afterwards if required. These beers are going down too easy, hey? Not so much for me. I'm a bit slow today, but I had a massive lunch to my... my Gut. It's oh full. yeah. See, we ate ramen and you ate Subway. I had a twelve-inch Subway, my gob, <laughs> and a sandwich. Oh man, it was heavy too. It was quite the heavy, heavy Subway load. You got the seafood. I've never had that seafood. Really nice. It's quite refreshing, cool, a have, cold one. Have you ever bought the seafood extender from Woolies? The seafood was it? It's called seafood extender. <laughs> I've never heard of such things. Man, that's what that shit that they put in. Oh yeah, it's cheap, cheap rubbish. But is it just all minced up crab? It's just, and it's just swan bits and pieces. And it's just all the leftovers. Yeah, it's probably like antennas and eyeballs. <laughs> and does it taste like a fish? It does taste uh, or what, seafoody. Or something. Yeah, it's kind of like crab meat and stuff. What like. the fuck, dude? But I like, I like it because it's cold. I feel like something cool and refreshing and yeah. lots of lots of salad. Because even though it's it is fun to partay onto it, also if you don't eat well. And you know, get some necessary nutrients such as vegetables. Yeah, you do feel a bit worse for wear. So if you can try and, uh, well, I try and eat relatively well when I can. So I don't feel too shizzed. Yeah, I did notice you got a pasty instead of a pie the other day. Well, also that, noticed yeah. you got a chico roll instead of a fucking whatever the fuck we ate. That man, that fucking ramen was something else. Chicken karagi ramen. That did look good. I don't think ramen is very good for you too. Swimming in soy-based broth. 
You guys have actually eaten quite well. You've had some pho uh, the other day, which is like the Vietnamese version of a ramen. It's also good with udon noodles. It's just like a, a broth. A broth with noodles and vegetables and meat. Loving the udon. It's thicker than usual. A lot bigger girth. But it's no, something, something that's very slimy. You should do on on tour is you should eat as long. Yeah, you gotta you gotta party a bit, but you should eat well. Otherwise, you just get worn out and worn down. And if you're not feeling feeling it, then you you don't performing at your utmost best. I agree, and I've had some times where I've definitely overindulged and very unhealthy food, like eating ma- a lot of macas or something. Yeah, that stuff so, wreaks havoc know, on I've been you. getting a bit of fruit where I can, some apples and bananas, and it makes a difference, I feel, mm. as well as a uh, Gatorade Powerade sort of thing, where possible. Definitely helps with the hangovers, I believe. And I uh, also got some Barocas in the bag and um, and some uh, laxatives in those times that you can't shit, which is never. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> also, just went and bought a couple of VBs from the bar. And the so guy asked if we're doing a podcast. Here. Yeah, I said yes. Is that a problem? He said, no, 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 no. Well, stiff shit if it was a end. problem. Um, but you, uh, I'm actually yet to have a hangover on this tour, which is a first. Usually by now I'm like pooping in the bed. It's hard to get hangover when you're drunk all the time. <laughs> no, that's true. It's hard to get hangover when you're drunk. <laughs> but I mean, I work with a lot of uh, bigger bands you know, here in Australia to manage them. And they're, bigger than they're, us. Uh, their uh, dietary intake is very healthy. Very, a lot of them make a point. There's always fruit. So is this not normal, what fruit we do? And oh, we probably go a little bit harder than most, I would say. Oh, look, it's different when you're a, a big touring band who's touring that's a lot. And that's your living. Year, you know, we do it two or three times yeah, a year. That's it. It's a party. And that's their living and that's, it's their, it is their job. So, you know, a lot of them are very health conscious. So there's always lots of fruit and vegetables backstage and, you know, dips and catering is always quite good. Yogurts and waters and milks and you know, fruit juices and... Anything else? Uh, actually, well, there's always a lot of booze too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they usually don't pound that until uh, after the show. Just like you don't... Uh, just depends. So... What is the most booze you've ever seen on someone's rider? Oh, the Europeans by far are like the worst. It's ridiculous. Finish? You know? Yeah, the Finns, yeah. Remember Finn Troll's rider was pretty ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For seven people, there's like two cartons of beers. There's like four or five bottles of liquor, three bottles of wine, and no food. Uh, <laughs> and you're like... Do they lot- all that shit? Well, just in the case difference is, like, a lot of the riders that we receive are um, they're based on European r- riders and festivals. So they're travelling in buses and vans, and what do they drink? They stockpile. But, of course, being Australia, they can't do that because, you know, we're flying every day. So usually when I receive those kind of riders, we halve it. I mean, seven people don't do not need, you know, gallons and gallons of vodka. So usually have it, and if they do happen to go through it and they want another bottle, we just organise another bottle through the venue. Um, but generally oh, speaking, they don't eh? drink too much because you know we, they're going to bed at like two in the morning. We've got to be up at seven a.m. to catch a flight, so there's not too much partying going on. Whereas you know in Europe, they're on a van, they can party till five a.m. and then, or a bus, I should say, and then sleep it off until three in the arvo. That's what um, Yama did on the Japanese tour. Is they had the truck, so they just bought cartons of booze and 
a bunch of bottles and waters and everything so then they could set up their rider at every venue yeah instead yeah. of buying it locally every time yeah it's pretty yeah. cool yeah smart way to do it yeah save a few bucks as a promoter and what a where do all the straggling bottles go the uh, ones usually, that got left behind usually in my suitcase to be honest uh like I always do an idiot check at the end of the night because there's always some idiot that's left something behind. Um, and even these guys, you know, in their 40s and 50s now and they still manage to forget things. So part of your job is to go around like a mum or a dad and make sure his, you know, his, little, corpse grinder, his little corpse grinder got his uh, backpack, you know. <laughs> Has he forgotten his hat? Was the little corpse grinder <laughs> going to catch the flight in time? Yeah, his corpse, yeah. Is he going to ca- actually catch the flight? Uh, so yeah, but quite. A, see, on the idiot check though, on the idiot check, if there's leftover um, beers or bottles, and everyone else is gone, they go in my bag. Reward myself when I get home. I can uh, pat myself on the back and go, "Great job, Glennon. <laughs> <laughs> Have yourself a little gin. <laughs> so." Uh, a drink but that doesn't happen too often because usually these guys are booze hounds so they'll like they usually take what's left over so they've got something for breakfast well they're coming from Europe as well where it's a bit different right where their riders are just like oh I missed that oh so they send you the same rider as they were well it's just the same rider that's the standard, the, the, standard ah, rider yeah I thought that might be like specific um, to yeah. their Australian shows cool got you yeah, I make it specific to Australia. <laughs> I wonder when we go on our unannounced European tour if there will be any rider there. Well, generally speaking, I've been fortunate enough to have toured oil in Europe and US and Asia and everywhere. But the European venues do look after you quite well. They supply food. Yeah, I've seen their endless amounts of alcohol. Uh, Alcohol seems to be more important than food. Uh, but it depends. I mean, you know, you can step outside and get a currywurst for dollar fifty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for us, we may get, we probably won't get too much. But we should get a little bit. Um, at least um, I would imagine some beers. I so, in worst case, Ontario, we go next door, get a bottle of it, Jagermeister for seven euros. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so that should be fine. <laughs> a couple of fucking glasses, start drinking that shit. That was the best thing, man. Being in Germany, go to Aldi and it's like, oh, we. Probably need a bit of bread for the morning, or actually, no, we had breakfast included. Bread for the evening, whatever. Impulse buys? Yeah, that was your standard Kit Kats and Chewies, and then just fucking nine euro bottles of Jaeger. One of them, please. That's a saving of a lot of money, especially if you drink it faster. The faster and more you drink, the more you save. Also, with all these venues, you go like, you know, say Czech Republic. Get a venue and they've got like one dollar, one euro shots of Jaeger anyway. So like, even if you have to buy it, it's kind of like, well, you know, not like here in Australia where you, you can't even sell shots anymore in half the places. And even if you can, it's like twelve bucks. Screw that. Have you eaten in um, Czech Republic before? A um, what are those delicious like? It's like a. Czech Republic roast styled thing. I can't remember what the name of it is. A stew. Like, like a, a goulash. Goulash, that's the word, yeah. Not Forget in Czech. I think I had a goulash in Hungary once and it was amazing. Mm. And it would have cost at least two or three dollars, I assume. Uh, well, fortunately, I was privy to catering, so it cost me nothing. Oh, goulash for catering. Goulash, okay. but it was really good. Still 
itch up phone. Alright, well, yeah, that's, I've got nothing. You got nothing? How much do you reckon this entire tour would, what would be the total sum of the expenses column on our profit and loss statement? Our expenses are, uh, are probably going to be close to five grand. We've done it on on the very cheap coming from Perth because we've only booked two flights. So five people, so we've two bo- flights we've each. Flights from Perth to Adelaide, and then we've we've hired a car to drive from Adelaide to Brisbane, which is a lot of driving, but it's also a bit easier. And then our flights from Brisbane to Perth. So the van uh, is quite cheap, a thousand bucks for that. 10 days or whatever it is. Bit of fuel, smashed through bit a few of fuel, hundred bucks. Yeah, a little bit of advertising, a Facebook advertising, of course, posters and flyers. Um, we are sleeping in a lot of people's houses, so mm. I think we are only paying for two nights of comp. That's the big saving And that, way. and the two nights we're staying at Backpackers for hundred bucks a night, which is super cheap. It's 20 bucks per So yeah, staying at friends' houses, and it might be a bit rough, like in Adelaide, I slept on a floor, which was fine because I'm used to it. <laughs> Hashtag tour life. Where the hell did we stay there? That was uh, oh, our f- good friend Mike from the Beards. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So the there was plenty the of room in the bed. You chose the floor. Yeah. Um, I did. I did. But yeah, man, it's pretty cool when bands will be put up by a person like Ray. What a good egg. And his Mrs. Sam, like yeah. sorting it all out for us and having snacks and beers. Air and mattresses and stuff. Mattresses. But you know. So good, man. And when that's all around the country. When you're not at a level present. where you're making you know, a lot of money. Uh, you need to try and save bucks where you can, especially coming from Perth. So the good thing is, you know, when you stay at people's houses, that's part of the touring thing, networking and making new friends, and, you know, and then you can return the favour one day. So, you know, if those, that particular person comes, or their band comes to Perth, you know, we'll put them up. Uh, and, you know, I've had the beard stay at my house before. Uh, you know, Toddy from uh, the Berserker and King Parrots who were staying in his place. Well, obviously, you would have heard of King Parrots. So, you know, and they've stayed at my house before. You know, scratch my back, I'll scratch ours kind of thing. And it does. Yeah, you, know, you think a, a hotel room, you know, a twin share hotel room, somewhere like Sydney, I mean, at the very least, even a shitty Formula One is going to be 150 bucks a night. Mm. Times that by two, $300 a night that we're saving by... Roughing it a bit, but it's also fun hanging out with friends and people, and well, way better having barbecues or you know going to the pub. And sometimes when you're lucky to get four hours sleep anyway, what's the point? What of is the point of spending three hundred bucks in a hotel that you're using for? Uh, give me a floor anytime, please. Yeah. So, yeah, it, is it realistic for bands from Perth? Let's say they can't get grants or funding or whatever, and they're saving up out of their own pocket, save up five grand, go on tour. And then see what they make back. Yes. Totally doable. That's what we do. Well, that's what basically. we did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got, uh, including Perth and, and Bunno, so I think this tour is nine shows. And this particular run over East is seven shows over two weekends. Um, yeah. As we said before, pointless flying back and driving back. So we may as well stay here and have a few days off in Sydney. Yeah. Gives us time to do this. But if you five grand is probably as cheap as you can do it. we got some pretty good, you know, uh, prices on the flights. Uh, good deal on the um, on the vans. I mean, I'm lucky enough to have some connections with you know places that specialise in bookings for accommodation and transport. So, got a good deal there, like a corporate kind of rate. 
So say every band member chips in a thousand bucks, and you have a thousand bucks worth of band savings or something. Make it happen. See what you earn back, and then you know pay yourselves back a little bit when yeah. you can. And the only other money you need, of course, is obviously food and drinks, traveling around, and you don't have to you know go too crazy. I've given myself a bit of a budget. You know, I'm probably only spending thirty or forty bucks a day. And I'm probably spending more than that because I don't have a budget. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, but you know, even yeah. even if you know, you don't, even if you are, you know, things are tight. You you could get away with you know if you just went to the. You don't have to go and eat at a restaurant every day. You just go to like you said before, go to Coles or IGA and just grab yourself some a loaf of bread, ham and cheese sandwiches. And we had you some know. mad Vegemite toast the other night. Mad Vegemite toast the other night. There's ways around it, mm. and it's you know it's only for a week and a half. Um, so yeah, it, and when you look at it that way, five grand what we're doing, it's a thousand dollars each, say so five people in the band, and then you know for ten days you'd probably need, I guess a bare minimum, probably three hundred bucks spending money. I mean, if you were to go for a holiday over east anyway, for that to make the time, you'd be spending at least that much money. So um, I guess you know it's a ballpark figure for a, a bit of a tour, and, and you know you will get some of that money back when you when you do shows. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a few bucks off the door, sell a bit of merch, you know, and you can use that to pay for some of the flights. You know, we'll, we'll be pretty fortunate, I think, by the end of this tour, we, we'll probably, you know, cover costs. Yep. Which is good, because then the only money we've spent is, is for food and drinks, so not bad. It's a, and I think it's, you know, pretty good result to, to cover costs. Hopefully, we might have a little bit extra. We possibly will make at least $1 on this tour. Possibly, yeah, which we split five ways. It's 20 cents each. Uh, that, can that still get your red skin at the deli? <laughs> Not these days. Oh. Um, I was just thinking about, yeah, that whole thing. How we actually manage to make money. Not that we're making any money at all, but you know what I mean? Like, the tour generates enough for the tour. Yeah, I think you know? if you're getting to a point, especially in Australia, if you're getting to a point in a band where you can, especially a metal band, uh, you know, if you get to a point where you can at least cover costs, you're doing pretty well. And especially from Perth, because your costs are so high with your flights and everything. You know, if you were based here in, in we'll say Melbourne, you could you could use your own car, so you wouldn't have the higher costs. You don't have to fly. You you could drive. So you know, if you're over here, um, it should be a lot easier to cover costs. Mm. But even then, if you are covering costs, that's it's a good result, I think. Then again, like look at something like playing club cricket or something like local cricket there's membership fees then they have a bar that they run and they have like the missus of one of the guys running the bar selling freddos fucking doing car washes sausage sizzles and all that and they all raise money drives. All, <laughs> all that shit just to keep this 11 people in a team like it takes a whole machinery to do that. Yeah, yeah. We're five people keeping five people going. Our membership fees on three tours a year with, you know, our sausage sizzle costs and also our sausages. I think next gig, uh, next Claim the Throne gig, we should have a Claim the Throne Lamington Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can uh, knock on people's doors selling cookies as Girl Scouts. <laughs> and Zach cookies. You can wear a dress. Oh, uh, well, Again. Again. But you know, at at as they say at the end of the day, you know, for what we're doing, it's all about fun anyway. You know, it'd be, it'd look, it'd be great to make a few bucks, of course. 
And if we can but do things like this and not pay money, yeah, you're doing well. The it's, it's, it's a free holiday, man. It is. It's all about having a good time. Yes, you know, we're trying to push the band and, and reach new levels, but, you know, we're just having a good time. If we, you know, we're not... not, not Cabba hasn't been to Sydney since life. he was 11. You haven't been here since 1933. I haven't, like been, here for, I haven't been here for about a week. <laughs> But it's perfect, man. And I think you know, even if even if you know this this uh, any tour that we do and it costs me you know, you know five hundred bucks in my own pocket or whatever, I wouldn't even care because it's an experience. You know, I've, you know, I've played a gig in in Gosford, which I've never done before. Newcastle, Bendigo, Japan, whatever. You know, new places and make new friends. And but what is a holiday like? I I did that big holiday this year, and I'm not kidding. I did exactly what we're doing here. It cost me a lot more. Yeah. Granted, I got to see Sweden and stuff, but it's wake up, find breakfast or sleep in, find brunch, coffee, food, then get probably a beer, and then continue on find something interesting to do. Whereas this one, we we don't need anything interesting to do. We're playing a gidge at a weird pub that we can have a few drinks at, meet some crew. Like, it's pretty fucking mm. cool, man. Mm, it is. I enjoy doing it. I, I've liked this tour a lot. Obviously, it's the new album, but because, you know, from even from as a band, we're playing th- out of the seven sh- over-ish shows. There's three places we haven't played before, which is pretty cool. And for me, I never played Bendigo or Gosford either, and I've been playing music for, you know, 300 years. But even playing venues that we have been to before, it's kind of exciting to go back to those same places. Yeah, like, like the, the, the Bendigo in Melbourne. I love the Enigma. I love the Bendigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go it's to, good to go back to familiar and places. Stuff. And then you, when you actually are in these cities again and you see the same people watching you time after time, that's a pretty good feeling that you're probably doing all right because they've seen you before and they're willing to come back. And cold. So, pretty good. And then, you know, this time in Sydney, we played at Frankie's Pizza for the first time. A great oh. place. Yeah, On a Sunday... Very decent piece. Different, different vibe. There. But we got pizzas. Um, okay, to redirect the conversation slightly, Dyson, you got a favourite song or album you've been listening to recently? Hmm. I, I, you know what? I've been really uh, very busy recently. I haven't really had a chance to listen to much. I mean, being uh, like kind two, of you like listen to a fair bit of van music and stuff. Or that's uh, really like I guess now I just when I, if I am driving around I just put something on put my iPod and, shuff, and shuffle. What's your go-to on iPad? iPod. iPod. Oh look, you know there's all the old usual suspects I guess, like uh, Poison. It's always pretty good. Ooh, <laughs> that is good. Followed by Goodlax, you know, a bit of chalk and cheese there. <laughs> um, Goodlax. <laughs> <laughs> fun, fun stuff. Oh, nothing but a good time. So should we play Poison Nothing But A Good Time Absolutely. to close out this podge? Yeah, Absolutely. Right. That's right. what life's about, really. If you're not having a good time, you start having one. Time. Glenn and Ann, thanks for having us. We've been climbing the thorn. Ah.
Finland.